Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business, from experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes. It doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for watching the show. I got a very special guest, actually a return guest, uh, someone who had the most views and most watch time. So when that happens, you know you have something and you, you just want to bring it back. So I have April Crossley with me today, Lazy Girl REI. How you doing, April? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing very well. So I, I like what we have behind you. You have your little RV. You're out in Arizona. I see over your right shoulder a couple of dirt bikes. Uh, that, that looks yeah. like a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. It is a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll just talk about your puppy real quick. I saw a post the other day where you had to take him in. Apparently, he got into something he shouldn't have. Uh, let us know how he's doing. Oh, he's good. He's much better. Thank you. They pulled a leather belt out of his stomach, and now he's good to go. <laughs> a leather belt. Well, that's what you get from 108-pound Dobermans, I guess. They just yeah. eat whatever they want. That is true. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that does not sound good, but okay. Well, I'm glad he's doing better because, uh, you know, dogs Thank are important you. to me. So uh, that's cool. So um, we'll get into Arizona in a minute because I definitely want to talk about running a business from afar. But I think what we would start is um, you had a chance to read my book uh, and I'd love someone who's in the business to sort of tell me what they thought, you know, maybe ask a few questions and, and get a feel for it. So, so what'd you think? I, I, I loved it. I loved it. And what I love about it is, um, you're you you're taking it from the perspective obviously one rental at a time where you're working full time and you're buying rental properties and everyone approaches this business differently but few people that do it differently actually write about it like you read a lot of books from people that are doing real estate full time or quit their job or this or that but i come across a lot of people that reach out to me that say april i have no intention of quitting my job i love what i do but I understand that I need another avenue for passive income. And it's possible. People think it's not possible and it's totally possible and it's possible to buy things on the MLS. And I think my favorite part is when you talk about the alligator, yeah. <laughs> feeding, feeding what you call the alligator. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of people don't talk about that either. And I think a lot of investors find themselves with properties like that because they're either trying to make something work that's not working or they end up in a situation where the market turns and they're not prepared for it. Um, so I think the whole feeding the alligator analogy was perfect. And then your transition into multifamily and, and why you did that and everything that you went through up to that point, it was just awesome while working full time and still building your rental portfolio. You don't need and you and I have talked about this before, everyone has a different definition of why they do real estate and what freedom is to them. And you don't have to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses or units to 
get that, but few people talk about that. So it was great. I appreciate the opportunity to, to read it. It was awesome. I appreciate that. That means, that means the world to me. And you sort of nailed what I was hoping to communicate, right? One was uh, established belief that a full-time employee could do this. Yes. Um, you know, cause like you said, everything I read, right. And I read everything, you know, in the beginning was either you, you were already in the real estate business, right. You were an agent, a broker, maybe a contractor, or you quit and you went full-time and did flipping or, or today maybe wholesaling. And, and neither one of those were attractive to me, right? I, I, I liked yeah. what I did. I made decent money. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it forever. Yes. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah. And then I, I'm glad the alligator stuck because, um, you know, I, I never bought an alligator, but I actually created one. And I think people yes. need to be careful today because, you know, you may buy, you may buy a positive cash flow property, especially in the last five years, right? When prices were lower, but maybe now you go, Oh, let me refinance. And that was a mistake, right? I, I was greedy. And again, I just didn't know any better. I did a cash out refi, took the maximum the bank would give me. I'm like, why would the bank do any, why would they do something still? Well, they did, yep. right? The property yep. wasn't performing anymore. And every month I had to write that check and yep. that's painful. And you know, you know, we're at that point in the market cycle again. So I think your book is so important. That analogy is so important because I see a lot of investors kind of making those mistakes again, like just really over leveraging their properties and not taking into consideration, like you want them to get paid down. You want that cash flow. Like you have to be really careful about those cash out refinances. So that definitely really stuck with me. I think it'll stick with a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. That's great because this book was written to help people. I mean, that's, that's, it's not a money-making thing, right? Writing books is not what you do to, to make yeah. money for sure. But I, I do know lots of people now and you see them on Facebook or YouTube. They're, they're saying, Hey, I've got X amount of units and it's a nice number, right? Maybe it's eight, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 12, but they got there by high leverage, right? They, they did the yes. burst strategy, right? They bought low, they repaired, they refi. But what they're not watching out for is on the refi is they're making each of those properties now an alligator or maybe very close to being an alligator with no room for market turnover, as you say, April. And yeah. man, I saw this, you know, once one brick falls out or a leg of the stool, it suddenly gets very unstable. And, you know, people that were worth 10 million bucks went bankrupt in nine months. So watch out, people. Yep. Yeah. Be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and again, so that that's great. I, I'm I'm really happy that that uh, that book meant something. And yeah, transitioning right when the market gets top heavy, um, we we didn't stop right. We just found another way right. We went to apartment buildings, and you know, again, let the IRS help you right. That 1031 exchange is pretty powerful, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you ever done a 1031 exchange in your business? We haven't. We actually looked into our first one um, last year because we were buying a multi-unit. We wanted to do a 1031 exchange on that and it just didn't work out like with timing. And when yeah. we were closing, we couldn't get it all to click. Um, but something we're definitely hoping to do in the future because we started selling a lot of our single families to buy multifamilies and we just want to roll that profit right into the next one instead of paying freaking tax on it. <laughs> um, more and more tax. So um, something I'm hoping we can tackle in the next year or two, the timing just didn't work out for us last year when we were exploring it. Yeah. I think it's something you, you, you do have to plan for, right? Because you know, the IRS is who they are. They're very picky. They have their timing constraints, you know, identification and closure and all of that. Yeah. Um, but it will, uh, but moving money tax-free is, it's pretty cool. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. thing. 
<laughs> getting into an apartment with no net new capital is awesome without, without taking yeah. a haircut for the IRS. It's, it's cool. So, so thank yeah. you for that. Um, let's transition. Uh, really what I want to do this interview is you spend the summer or at least the, I guess the winter, the winter, yep. where am I? Yep. The winter. Yep. You're, uh, in, you're in California. It's always warm there. It's, yeah, we, it's either, you know, wet or dry. That's all we have. The weather's always the same. <laughs> yeah. Where am yeah. I? Uh, I'm curious what it is to run uh, your business. I think you're gone. What? Two months? Uh, three actually. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. Do do so that? we, so we leave the end of December and we usually come back the end of March, beginning of April. I just, I, I'm from Pennsylvania originally. Well, that's where I live full time. I don't like the winter at all. So my goal has always been to get out of Pennsylvania in the winter. And um, last year was the first year we spent a full three months out here. Um, and I honestly, everyone that has a flip business or is buying rentals, I tell them, you know what you need to do to see what you can let go of in your business, just leave for three months and go to a different state because it was a smack in the face for me <laughs> last year. The first year we did it full time, I realized um, every little thing I was doing in my business that I did not have to be doing, that I should be outsourcing and having someone else do. So it was a great experience because it forced me to let go and it forced me to come back to my business when I got back home and say, these are the people I need to hire and put in place so that next year when I'm gone for three months, it's not as stressful because last year was a little stressful. I'm not going to lie. Um, because I didn't have all the pieces in place. I still made it work, but, um, I wanted to feel more secure this year out here and I'm definitely in a way better position this year. Yeah. Not only secure, I'm sure the word that I would use is more enjoyable, right? This, this, this year yes. is more enjoyable. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and, and yep. let's be clear. One of the reasons we do what we do is so we can have the flexibility to take, I don't want to call it three months off. It's just yeah. move locations, right? I'm sure you're still conducting yeah. business. Um, you know, that's, that's special, frankly, not how many, what percent of the population yeah. can do that? Like 0.001%. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I still work. I just rather work from the sun than work from the cold. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I don't like snow and, um, everything. I just kind of oversee things now as opposed to just being involved in all the nitty gritty day to day. Yeah. So, so this is, I call this like the laptop life, if you will, right? It's yes. laptop and phone, yes. um, you know, um, which is pretty special. So, um, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how you would categorize this, but how many hours is it a day or a week, whatever you choose to do the variable on, uh, are you still working on your business from, from Arizona? Is it a couple, a dozen? I mean, what is it? Yeah, I'm still, I would say I'm working still full-time hours on my oh, business because okay. I'm just obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with growing it and I'm obsessed with doing more. I'm always obsessed with learning. So if I'm not working directly on something to do with marketing or um, a deal back home, I'm I'm always like listening to podcasts or studying or something. So I'm definitely working probably 40 hours a week or more still. Okay. There's days I'll take off and just go explore. And then there's days I'll work 12 hours and there's days I'll work two hours and it's right. kind of all over the place. But I still um, coordinate a lot with my private money lenders and do paperwork for that and pretty much anything I can do 
from my laptop I'm doing. And then I just have people on the ground back home. So you've, you've really, you're, you would, would you say if you were in Pennsylvania, it'd be the same kind of hours or are they reduced at all or up because you're remote or is there any kind of change? Um, actually in Pennsylvania, it's worse. <laughs> and I say that to my husband all the time. I say, when I go home, it's more stressful for me because, um, there's a lot of meetings and appointments and people that want to meet with you. It's so much easier to let go and delegate when you're mm. far away when, or say, Hey, let's do a phone meeting instead of coffee. Whereas when you're home and someone wants to meet for coffee or something, it's, I find myself just automatically being like, Oh yeah, let's do that. Cause I'm yeah. close by and I'm at home. So okay. I find it easier to let go of control being further away. So I work more hours when I'm home than I do when I'm, Okay. out here. So again, yeah. back to enjoyable, right? Being removed allows you to yeah. decompress, but still do business, but also let go of the little things. That's, that's, that's awesome. I may have to yeah. try that. And, and you <laughs> drove, you drove across countries, right? You didn't fly and then rent that thing. You drove. No, we drove. We two years ago or last year in October, we actually flew out to Arizona for a long weekend to explore it. And I fell in love with it because we wanted to go somewhere warm in the winter. Yeah. And then last year, we had never even been in an RV before, nothing. And last year um, in October, I think we were like, instead of buying a condo in Arizona, because we didn't know where we wanted to live. Yeah. We were like, let's just explore like in an RV. Neither of us had ever RV'd before. We had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> or camped or anything. It was a huge learning curve, but in October we bought it. And uh, in December we left and we just kind of, that's how I kind of run everything in my life. I just jump and then figure it out as I go along. And that works out usually pretty good for me. So Wait, yeah, you make a decision and then execute and, and you, you don't second guess everything to death. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I just, I feel super blessed. I have a lot of good people on my team. I feel like everything I do in my business, I do a little differently than um, some other real estate investors. A lot of people uh, like hire people to work under them and they have this like boss mentality. Like this is my business and you work for me. My contractor works for me. My acquisitions manager works for me. I don't even like that word acquisitions manager. Um, I don't like people working for me. I don't think people work for me. Like I'm more of the mentality that um, I want people to be basically invested in my business and work as a team. So like this year I brought on um, someone else in my business to talk to sellers and look at houses. And I don't want an acquisitions manager. I want someone that is going to work side by side with me and then eventually take over. Like, I always feel like you should be training the person who's going to fill your shoes in your business, um, not having them just work for you. So my business is like an open book to her. And that scares a lot of people because they're like, oh, what if that person leaves and because becomes your competition? And to me, it's like, then they leave and they become my competition. I don't, it doesn't scare me. I have a vested interest in making sure they succeed. And I'm really trying to bring someone on to be like my COO more yeah. of my business so that I'm not working 40 hours a week from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> the goal is to be completely out of the business unless there's some kind of emergency. That's what I'm working towards. 
so let's just put a time on that. Is that by next winter, the winter after that, or what do you think? Um, I would say it's probably going to take another year, maybe another two years for me to get to that point. Um, I just want to make sure that that person's comfortable. And as the business grows, obviously our team is going to grow. So I'll need to be more involved. And part of that was we had chatted earlier about me joining Investor Fuel. And part of the reason I did that is because I need to get to that level. I want to get to that level. I want to be completely out of my business. You, you always have to be involved at some level, but the least I can be involved, the better. The less yeah. I can be involved, the better, I guess. Yeah, well, let's, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about Investor Fuel. So, so if people don't know what it is, give it a high-level plug and uh, high-quality team, but let's give them a plug. Um, it's basically a mastermind of the best of the best in the real estate investing industry. That's really what it is. It's, I joined last year, um, and you ha- you interview for it and I interviewed and I just had all these concerns about my business and how am I going to let go of this and let go of that. And the guys at Investor Fool were like, we can help you with that. We can help you. And they deliver 150% deliver. It's not like a sales pitch fest. It's just a true mastermind where everyone talks about what the hurdles are in their business and you have a a whole group supporting you that's doing 10 times the amount of volume and business I'm doing and it's just amazing everyone in the group is a go-giver everyone's just very giving which is what I am so it's a good fit for me just I'm an open book you want to know something here it is here's here's what I have up here and I'll share it with you and that's kind of how the whole group is run. Everyone's a go-giver. So it's a great mastermind. It really is. And it's, um, you know, again, they do quarterly meetups, probably phone calls, you know, that kind yep. of structure. Yep. The whole nine. Yeah. So quarterly, and they just started actually doing it a little more than quarterly, which is nice. Um, and then a lot of like interviews with experts in a closed group on Facebook and they have like a Q&A and accountability call that you're on. So it really um, drives you and pushes you. Like if these guys are doing this at this high level, I can get there too. And they really give you the tools and the systems to help you do that. So very, very cool. It's awesome. So, so uh, I like to give plugs to people that help. So uh, why don't you want to talk about your team and give them a little props on here? Oh, okay. So my team, props to my team. So (laughs) I have an amazing bookkeeper. His name is Nick. Um, One of the biggest hurdles with coming to Arizona last year was the amount of bills that come in when you have apartment buildings and flip projects going on. And um, I needed someone to come to my house, pick up my bills and write out my bills. And everyone told me, you can't do that. That people are going to invade your privacy and breaking your bank accounts. And I'm like, I just need to find someone trustworthy that's Excel savvy and can do QuickBooks. And I found him and he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, my son is 23 and he's a real estate agent. So he does a lot of signing checks for me, going to closing. Um, my partner Modesta is awesome. I just brought her on at the end of last year. She does all my seller calls, all seller appointments now. She is definitely hands down, I think if it aligns with her, is going to take over my company at some point. Like I want her to be my CEO. That is my goal for her. And I want her to just like run the company. So um, she's just awesome. She's got more hustle than anyone I've ever met. So she's really amazing. And then 
my contractor, Morrow, everyone asked me, how can you flip houses and be all the way out in Arizona? And it really comes down to a contractor that you trust. And my contractor, Morrow, is, I mean, I last year we, that was the first year we left. We left, he was flipping this big 1800 square foot bi-level home. I came home in March and I made $55,000 on that flip project. And I really didn't talk to him at all. Like he'd send me pictures every week and just be like, I kind of give him a house and just say, here you go, do what you want with it, make it look pretty. And he does. I don't have to. He's definitely a unicorn, what I call a unicorn contractor. Like he just, he does great work. He works great independently. And I don't know what I would do without him. So that's awesome. And that's yeah. great giving props to your team. So I, I am curious about business volume, right? So you're gone for three months. Uh, maybe it's too soon, right? Second year. Did you notice an uptick or a downtick in business volume or did it not change at all? Or do you have any idea? Um, it hasn't really changed at all. It's been pretty steady. Awesome. So um, this year we closed out a flip. Last week I bought an eight unit. Um, we have two more flips we just contracted. One we're buying Saturday, one we're buying next week. Um, hopefully we'll have a third on Friday <laughs> under contract. So we're just keeping up the same volume. We do some wholesales in there in between. So we're just wholesaling, okay. flipping, buy multi-units. We just keep the machine going. So. Nice, nice. And again, right? Yeah. Three months away, more enjoyable. Business doesn't slow down. You people, you know. You, yeah. Yeah. So th this is kind of like everybody's dream, I think. I think you're living the dream for all of us. So congratulations. <laughs> I know. Thanks. And I know everyone has like a different, I tell everyone, just work towards what your goal is. My goal is always get the hell out of PA in the winter. That was my primary goal. First, get out of my job, then get out of Pennsylvania in the winter. Some people just want to get out of their job and have their own office building, go to their own office every day, which is fine, but yeah. just work towards whatever that goal is. Yeah. yeah th this question just popped in my head. So I'm going to ask. So obviously you're in Arizona, which is, I don't know, 3000 miles away, 2000, whatever it is. But is there any reason you could think of where you couldn't be in Phuket, Thailand and doing the same thing? No. Time zones maybe be the only thing, right? Time zones, even in Arizona, it's a little difficult. <laughs> I'm always trying to recalculate when my phone appointments are and stuff um, in my head. But yeah, no reason. I mean, we just love Arizona, but we could travel all over the world. Really? Yeah, in, yeah, in theory, the, the Atlantic Ocean or Pacific Ocean could be behind you. In theory, right? You go where you yeah. want. That's the point. Yeah. But yeah. I guess I can't think of any reason why you couldn't be in a foreign country right now. No reason that I can think of. All I need is some Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi. Ah, there you go. Yeah, wi connect connectivity. That's a good point. And if I, if I can get Wi-Fi in the middle of the desert, I can get Wi-Fi anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. So is your business still kind of flipping, buying and flipping, wholesaling houses, and then you're adding uh, apartments as keeps? Is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. So we're holding, um, we sold some single families last year. So we're holding right around 40 units right now. Um, and really the crux of my, I guess, income, if you want to call it, is flipping and wholesaling properties. That's my now money. That's money I use to pay bills and that's money I use to private lend because we do some private lending. Mm -hmm. um, and then my apartment buildings that we buy to hold, that's for us like a long-term retirement plan. So we don't touch that cash flow too much except to dump it back into the buildings to keep improving them, getting rents up, you know, just mm -hmm. making the portfolio a lot better overall. 
So yeah, and then on the apartments, are you using the same marketing, getting owner financing, going commercial lending, or what, what? What's anything different about that part of the business? Um, so I'm huge into off market. I love dealing right with the seller. We've never purchased anything on the market, not even our small multis. Um, we do do seller financing on the ones that we can. We, mm -hmm. I, a lot of older mom and pop sellers, obviously, well maybe not obviously, but a lot of them sometimes don't want to take a huge chunk of money because it affects their Taxes, tax right? bracket. Yeah. So um, they'll sell or finance. So we kind of do a combo. Sometimes we'll put money down and finance through a bank, but I always go for seller financing first. I'm either going to buy it cash, sell or finance it, or I'm going to get a mortgage through a bank. So yeah, for me, I'll, again, I'm adding units as well. And it, via owner financing, right? If I'm going to put something in my hold portfolio, it's going to be owner finance this year, right? If I have to pay cash yeah. or something, it'll be the other part of the business. And yeah. um, when you understand the talk track, you're actually helping the sellers out, right? You can, oh, yeah. you can keep their taxes down. They can still have income without the headaches of being a landlord. And, um, and again, you know, when I talk to them, I, I don't really even care what the price is, right? As long as you tell me what number you want, I'll back into the terms that make sense. Yeah. You know, you know, if you yeah. want that, you want a price that's a hundred grand over market, fine, but I'm going to get a 1% interest rate or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it just exactly. So, yeah, I just went through that with a seller and then they come back and they're like, but my accountant told me I can get at least a 5% interest. I'm like, okay, you can, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. So here's what it looks like at 5% interest. Yeah. It's great because you know, you can't do that with a bank. Nope. So when the seller becomes the bank, there's so much more flexibility, so much more flexibility. Yeah. I, I just take the interest rate conversation off the table. I say, you get to pick the price. I get to pick the monthly payment. And then the interest rate uh -huh. is- I like that. And then yep. the interest is, is, what is. is what it is, right? And then the other thing, obviously, yeah. is you can take term, right? Um, right, 15, 20, 10, or whatever, 30 years, whatever you want. So yep. yeah, I don't yep. even talk interest rate because- it is that part of the conversation that could cause other voices like the accountant, the lawyer, yes. the friend to come in. So I don't even talk interest rate. I just remove it from the conversation. Ah, I said, I'm going to use that tip. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this is why I just did this for, I'm buying 15 units uh, from a gentleman, six different properties. So houses to uh, a couple of fourplexes mixed in. Nice. But basically I said, okay, what's the rent, right? It's just, just say nine grand. I say, well, I own a lot of properties and blah, blah, blah. So I can only pay 4,500, right? And, and I know there's room and rents and all of that. And he goes, okay. And, you know, then we get to the price. He wants 900. So it worked out to a 20 year loan. And, you know, oh, by the way, the interest rates, you know, sub 3% or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Cool. Yeah. So, congratulations. Definitely, a gift for you. Thank you. I'm definitely going to take that and run with it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I know you're doing lots of education and training, and I know you want to get to exploring. Do you actually ride those dirt bikes? Is one of those yours? Um, no, it's my husband's. I don't ride dirt bikes. So okay. one is my husband's and one is his friend who comes out to visit and then they go riding all over the desert in the middle of nowhere. So okay. make sure they wear helmets. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, so I know you do lots of training and giving back. I, I think you have an event coming up in Kentucky in May. Why don't we talk about I what do. that is? Um, so I buy with, I've bought all my properties with private money, all my flips. I've been using private money since day one. So I'm huge on private money and teaching people how to use private money to buy, uh, flips and multis and also, um, how to raise private money. So we, my course is hosted on a website called private money profits.pro and 
Um, that's through, I don't know if you've ever heard of Whitney and I sleep, but Whitney and I team up and we're having an event in Kentucky. It's in the beginning of May. Um, people can reach out to me, April at lazygirlrei.com and I can send them more information on it. But it's basically a three-day workshop intensive where we teach them how to buy flips, how to buy probably get asked how did you find these people that are funding your deals so we teach them how to do that we kind of hold their hand and walk them you still there yep okay <laughs> looks like we lost you just for a second Hi. Do you have me? Yeah, there you are. So, so why don't you uh, why don't you do that one more time? I think we caught most of it, but it's it's so important. Tell them about the event in May one more time, please. Um, so the event in May, we teach them how to um, buy flips and rental properties with none of their own money, using other people's money, and we also uh, walk them through how to find private money and how to raise private money. And for the course is www.privatemoneyprofits.pro. Very, very cool. Um, also, uh, why don't you tell people how they get a hold of you and follow you? Uh, you have a great YouTube channel and, and, and all of those good things. I do. You can find me on YouTube at April Crosley. Um, and we have a group on Facebook just where we like give away free information, help educate people. It's called Coffee Talk Real Estate Investing. I have a page on Facebook called Lazy Girl Real Estate Investing. Um, and you can always reach out to me, April, at lazygirlrei.com. Very cool. Well, April, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you again for taking time on your uh, Thank on your you. Thank right. you. It was awesome. I appreciate it. You got it. Have a great day. You too, Michael. Thank you.